0: Hello, my friends. In the next 10 minutes, we're going to go through the entire PEMBOK Guide 7th edition because lots of you have contacted me and said, Phil, I'm frustrated. One instructor says I should read this. Another says this. And the PMI says this. Which one? Well, here's the summary. This book is solid, and it gives you a very firm foundation. This one may muddy the waters and confuse you. Here is why. Two ways of looking at project management. The 6th edition has the process groups. The 7th edition has the principles instead of the process groups. The 6th edition has knowledge areas. The 7th edition attempts to replace those knowledge areas with domains. What exactly are the domains? Very quickly, I'm going to take you through these. First domain is stakeholder. This is obvious to anyone who's read the sixth really well. You identify the stakeholders, you prioritize which ones to focus on, you monitor them, you take time to understand them, you engage them, and you analyze them. That's the first domain. That's the summary. Let's not get into the minutiae about the tools and stuff. Second domain is team performance. This is where we focus on project team management and leadership, the project team culture you should be aware of. What makes a high performing team and how do we get the team to optimize? You got to be aware of the five stages of team development, self organizing teams, and things like that. Leadership skills are essential for you as a project manager, and you got to tailor your leadership style. You got to think Hersey Blanchard. You can't use the concept of directing all the time, you got to think about the concept of supporting or laissez faire or coaching. The next domain is development approach and life cycle. Here, we sensitize you to understand development cadence. So there's a rhythm to scrum. Every so often, we have these events. We have the sprint planning. We have the daily scrum. We have the sprint review. We have the retrospective. There's a cadence. We also talk about life cycles, iterative, incremental, you know, adaptive, Agile, predictive. So the first one is predictive, the next one is iterative, the next one is incremental, the next one is agile. In the agile practice guide, we talk about that here. So there's a delivery cadence, how often you deliver, there are different development approaches. Uh, You should consider what your project is about and that will help you know which model to use, right? What life cycle to use, should I use iterative or incremental and so on. Life cycle and phase definitions. You got to know what a phase is. A phase is a segment of the technical work being done. The life cycle is the entire cycle of life, but there are different types of life cycles, like I just said. You got to align the delivery cadence, you got to align the development, and you got to make sure that there is sensibility in what you're doing. The next domain is planning. If you've read the sixth, again, you know this. So planning is everything. It's scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communication, risk, procurement, and stakeholder. The different variables when it comes to planning. There's the concept of team, composition, and structure. I'm sorry you can't see that too well. It's different on this particular machine I'm using. Communication, it's part of planning. The concept of physical resources, procurement changes, metrics you use on the project, how you align them. All of that stuff is in the planning domain. Then we have the project work domain. So in the project work domain, we talk about project processes, balancing competing constraints, maintaining the project team's focus, project communications and engagement, managing physical resources, working with procurements, monitoring new work and changes, and learning throughout the project. Each one of these, I don't want to take too much time But I can marry every single one of these to a process in the sixth edition. So I want to encourage you, if you're worrying, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. All of this stuff is already in your mind. If you've been reading the sixth, it's there. Balancing competing constraints. That's the whole of the monitoring and controlling process group. Maintaining project team focus, that is direct to manage project work, that is acquire, develop, manage team, but really more of the manage team piece. Managing physical resources is more of control resources. I hope you're feeling more comfortable now, let's move on. Delivery performance domain, what do we do here? We understand the delivery of value. If it's not value, we don't do it. If it's value, we do. We deliver as much as possible in increments, The concept of a deliverable, a product, service, or result, the concept of quality, fitness for use, conformance to requirements, customer satisfaction, the concept of suboptimal outcomes. What does that mean? Well, if you get an outcome that is less than ideal, it doesn't mean that that is a bad thing all the way. You can learn your lessons from it and you can try again. But suboptimal outcomes happen a lot on projects, and this just sensitizes you to it. Then we have the measurement performance domain. We make measurements all throughout the project. We should make the right measurements. So this says, establish effective measures. So we don't just want to measure any old thing. We've got to decide what to measure, how to present the information. One of the pitfalls in measurement is measuring garbage. Vanity metrics, metrics that we don't even need, that don't even tell us anything sensible. We should avoid those, right? And then we should grow and improve in this area. The final thing that we're gonna take a look at is the uncertainty domain. The uncertainty domain, general uncertainty, ambiguity, complexity, volatility, and risk are all defined in this book. But I want you to focus on understanding the concepts. I'm actually gonna read this for you from the book. So let's go to the uncertainty performance domain and let's break it down before you get off this call. Uncertainty. And this is, I'll tell you the page in a moment, page 119. So uncertainty is inherent in all projects. For this reason the effects of any activity cannot be predicted precisely and a range of outcomes can occur and it just sensitizes you to how you can respond to uncertainty you could gather information you could prepare for multiple outcomes multiple design alternatives can be investigated and you can build in resilience and i dare say you've got to be agile now the next one ambiguity There are two categories of ambiguity, conceptual ambiguity and situational ambiguity. Conceptual ambiguity, the lack of effective understanding, right? And it says the lack of effective understanding occurs when people use similar terms or arguments in a different way. And then the next one, it says ambiguity, uh, situational ambiguity surfaces. When more than one outcome is possible, having multiple options to solve a problem is a form of situational ambiguity. Moving on to complexity, complexity is a characteristic of a program, project, or its environment, which is difficult to manage due to human behavior, system behavior, or ambiguity. Still on this slide, we have volatility, the degree of something to change. How volatile is it? How susceptible to change is it? And last but not least, we've got risk. And risk is uncertainty that could impact the project positively or negatively. So my friends, I have covered the entire spectrum of domains, and this should give you more confidence that you actually know a thing or two, right? Actually a lot, some of you. So stop freaking out over the seventh and thinking that you're missing a whole boatload of stuff. It's going to be easy for you to Reconcile the sixth and the seventh if you try to do that. All right. And this is the map of the world as far as the seventh edition is concerned. And to round this up, I'm just going to show you really quickly what the 12 principles are. So let's take a look at the 12 principles real quick stewardship be a diligent, respectful, caring steward. Two, collaborate. Three, effectively engage stakeholders. Four, focus on value. Five, think systemically. Six, be a leader. Seven, tailor-based on context. Eight, think about quality, build it in. Nine, navigate complexity. Ten, optimize risk responses. Eleven, be adaptable. Being adaptable is going to help you be more resilient. And twelve, change, enable change to achieve the envisioned future state. And that's it, my friends. That's the seventh edition in a nutshell. No need for any dog and pony shows, Case closed, all right? I hope this helps you. Hope it gives you some confidence. You take care and make sure you watch any other videos I have of the seventh edition because there are quite a few of them. It will get your confidence level up. Again, this, not bad. But you know what? I got to show you this. There's a reason why the PMI decided to unleash yet another practice guide on us. There's a reason. I'm gonna show you that. The reason is they knew that this did not sustain and support the community enough. So let's go over to PMI site, okay. Now, if you look around this website, you're gonna see this image down here. Let's take a closer look at it. It says, process groups, a practice guide is our new supplement to the Pembroke Guide Seventh Edition. Now if the seventh was all that and a bag of chips, why do you need a supplement? You need a supplement because it is not enough. The seventh is not enough. Think about it. Let's go back to take a look at these domains. Let's do that. Take a look at the domain listed, just to give you some really good context here. When you take a look at the seventh edition listing, not of the principles, but of the domains, what you're gonna find is that it's missing a lot of the terminologies that would have made you more comfortable. So let me bring that up in a second, because the terminologies, the bread and butter of project managers are the things on the left. The things on the left, integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communication, risk, procurement, stakeholder, that's the language that you want to see. Then you take a look at this, and it's like it's cherry-picked. You got stakeholders, you got planning, which is on a whole different macro level, and and then that's it. Seriously? No wonder we have this. It's not enough. The seventh is is not enough. In in fact, the seventh muddies the waters. If you search the web enough, you'll find that over time, I've always said the seventh is not enough. It's disaster waiting to happen because it's not enough. No wonder we have process groups of practice guide. It says, need help on how to get work done using traditional projects? Then process groups of practice guide is the right supplemental guide for you. This companion to a guide project management body of knowledge offers useful and practical guidance. If only in the beginning we had just stuck to a model that was similar to this, we wouldn't be playing hopscotch and frustrating poor students. So I'm sorry if you feel frustrated about having to use so many books, because another complaint I hear is, Phil, why do I have to use this and this (laughs) and this? We got to do what we got to do, my friends. But I hope this breakdown of domains clears it up for you. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below. Take care. Bye for now.